Hello and welcome to the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm your host. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about storytelling and storytelling to increase your messaging, increase your business, increase your awareness during this time and all times moving forward. See, in the construction industry, we're not the best at telling our story. And yet every person within our company, every one of our businesses has a story. But it's how we're telling that story that matters and that differentiates us. So are we telling it in a way that helps people relate or are we doing it for our own ego? And there is a lot of for our own ego within the construction industry. But let me explain. So are you talking about your company or how you do things that no one really cares about? Are you saying, hey, we've been in business since 1918, started by my great-grandfather? It really doesn't tell me anything, and that could be any business, not just your construction or architecture or engineering business. It could be anything. It could be General Electric, right? Even though that was founded a little bit before then, but uh, it doesn't tell me anything. Or when you talk about yourself, I was born in 1984 to Don and Samantha on a luscious green farm out in Hoboken, New Jersey, right? It doesn't, that, that doesn't tell me anything. And I know these examples are super, super obvious to you, but it's really done all the time. More through superfluous words and things that, again, don't mean anything and words that don't tell anyone actually what we do. So how many of these exist on your website and i'll give you a few examples that i've found things like our approach is highly collaborative and our interdisciplinary team is international working from a network of creative studios across the globe we are able to apply international experience at a local level what does this tell us is that a construction firm engineering firm if you don't know who their website is you don't know actually what they do could say, our, our engineers design world-class buildings. Simple, straight to the point. That's what we want to do. But how about another one? Was founded on a philosophy. It was founded on a, or wasn't founded on a philosophy. It was founded on a reality. In a world of diminishing resources, the effectiveness, effectiveness and efficiency of engineered systems and buildings is a priority of the first order. And in come the Jedi to save the day. Like, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I think about it. in the first order. Granted, I, I recently watched Star Wars or rewatched Star Wars a couple times. And actually, that was before all the quarantine business. So kind of interesting on that that I haven't rewatched them now that we're in quarantine. But this is what we're getting at. See, we have to be the tellers of our stories plainly, simply, and in a way that relates with people. And in the story of you and your company, there's four crucial pieces that we must include in our storytelling. What do we do? What problem do we solve? Why are we different? And why should somebody care? See, at the end of your short story, you should know these crucial elements. And I'm not saying that mine is perfect, but I did spend some time to put this together. And there's also two books that I, I recommend. Um, well, one main book, it's by Donnie, Donald Miller. It's called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. 
fantastic book and will really help you kind of tune in your messaging and um, help your audience understand in simple, easy uh, language that really resonates with your audience. And then he just released a new book called Marketing Made Simple, and this will help kind of with your sales funnel and uh, messaging, one-liner, all that great stuff. Um, So an example of a one-liner is most electrical engineers work long hours designing commercial buildings. At Cowbunga Studios, we automate electrical design in minutes, giving electrical engineers their time back. So very simple, straightforward, one-liner, you know what I do, and what problem we solve at the end of that. And it took all of, you know, 15 seconds to say, versus the typical introduction would be, uh, I'm Dylan, I live in California, and we automate building design right that's the typical like intro that you would normally do or most people do or hi i'm joe and i work in a general contractor right or i'm joe i'm a electrical engineer and i design buildings right it's if for like a engineering firm one of those might be most people have a difficult time understanding the systems and rules that govern our buildings as a consulting engineer, we help building owners design beautiful buildings that comply with all rules and regulations. Um, and maybe that's not as straightforward, but th- those are like a problem that you solve, right? Or, hi, I'm I'm Joe. Or uh, so you start with the problem first is how you do these introductions. So you start with the problem, and then uh, your name, and then kind of what you do. Most building owners find building design complex and intricate. As an electrical engineer, we help building owners solve this problem and design beautiful buildings. I'm Dylan from California, right? That's a more elegant way of saying what you do, the problem you solve, and the people that you help. Um, So a good example um, since I might not be coming up with the best ones here for the construction industry, but it would be or maybe you're a, a general contractor um, doing something. So let me let me do this one first or take a shot at it, and then uh, I'll give a non-construction example. So most homeowners find construction projects complicated and frustrating. We help make their lives simpler and design beautiful homes and make the job easy for them, right? I'm, I'm Dylan, I own a general contracting firm here in name city, right? Um, so again, problem, story, solution, name. So the example that was given in uh, Donald Miller's books that is really good was, uh, how does it feel to have a home-cooked meal? Right in your home, sit down with your family. Hi, I'm a I'm Dylan, and I am a chef that does in-home cooking. Right, you now feel more engaged to the to what he does. You're drawn in emotionally. Maybe that wasn't the best uh, reiteration of that, but you get the point. So the other piece 
So that's the one-liner that I'm talking about. But the four crucial pieces of what do you do, what problem you solve, why are you different, and why somebody should care is also embedded into that one-liner. But another piece is a story, a you know two to four minute story on who you are, what you do. And this should be in your presentations, your um, any conversations that you have with owners, just to remind them again in a few quick minutes what you do and what your story is. So for I'm gonna I'm gonna share my story, the Calvin Studio story, and kind of what we do, why we do it. Um, and hey, I'd love your feedback on it too. We can always improve these. Um, as with any story, any piece, uh, it can always be edited. It can always be changed. Um, but ultimately your clients, your customers, everybody should know your story, what you do, why you got there, right? You look at like Tom Brady, six round draft pick, um, you know, eight Super Bowls, all that kind of good stuff, right? You, you basically can do Tom Brady's uh, story in like 30 seconds. Um, same with like The Rock, right? So uh, had some bucks in his pocket, came on to be a WWE wrestler, and then went on to have... 150 million plus followers on Instagram and produce a ton of movies and is the quote hardest worker in the room right again you basically if you follow the rock at all know his story so all right here's here's Calabunga studio story and something that um, you might be able to relate to your architecture engineering construction firm um, and how you might be able to tell your story obviously we do software so ours is going to be a little different but again um, still in the vein of helping um, business owners and uh, architecture and engineering firms. So here's our story. Architecture and engineering firms work long hours on projects and the workload never seems to end. While I was working in these firms, I worked overtime on a regular basis for every firm in the industry. While my fir friends worked normal hours in their engineering jobs, and if they did work overtime, they were compensated for it. I hated seeing work get tossed after all the hours that went into it, all the rework that we had to do. And I hated being in the office doing tedious work, especially as an engineer when our training prepared us to solve problems, not just draft devices. Hating the long hours and tight deadlines and enormous amounts of stress it put on me, I decided there had to be something I could do. See, these long hours and big projects made me think about how we could do this better, how we could design buildings better. Working with the Oculus Rift and virtual reality in its early days, I was drawn into kind of software and this hardware thing and saw what was possible and how software would be the future of building design. How this could save time and help us all be happier and live a better, lower stress life. I ultimately had to look at how this was affecting me personally. See, what the job was doing to me and how my body was reacting was maybe not pretty. See, I came down with shingles a couple days before going on vacation to Maui, and shingles is uh, stress-related, and I technically never had shingle uh, chicken pox since I got the vaccination. But again, like because it's a you know live virus, but just dead or dead virus that they put into you, you know I technically had it, but um, I had tr shingles triggered uh, in me. So here I was a couple days before going to the beach. Um, and now I have to be on antivirals and anti-inflammatory medication for the entire vacation since it hurt so bad um, being on my like front uh, chest and back. So if you've never had shingles, it's super painful. 
um, it itches like crazy and really is just not a pleasant thing to have. But see, this is where I really started to reflect and say that this can't happen to me, let alone anyone else. And yet I've heard so many stories across the industry of stress and health conditions, um, like heart attacks or um, just other stress-induced health issues, like crazy heart problems or other basically stress-triggered events from crazy deadlines and the pressure and money that we end up dealing with as engineers on these projects um, to get them done and out the door. And I really didn't ever want this to happen again to me or anyone else. And that's really why our mission at Calabunga Studios is to improve the lives of engineers and architects by reducing the inefficiency in building design and construction. See, as an engineer, it's my obligation to make this world a better place and automating design is my way of doing just that. So today at Calabunga Studios, we automate electrical, low voltage, mechanical, and sprinkler design for commercial buildings, condensing what used to take months of late nights and weekends into just minutes. See improving productivity, consistency, cash flow, and quality of life for you and your your team is our mission and what we do. So Calabunga Studios will continue to develop and provide solutions and improve the ability and capacity of design firms moving forward. It's our mission, and we're here to help. See, by the end of this, you know what I do, you know what problem I solve, you know why we're different, why we care, um, why you should care, and it becomes a powerful story. It doesn't have to be long, you know, it's four minutes, so it's quick, easy. And the other thing, too, to include in this is, as you heard, my story, right? getting shingles, hearing so many other stories of people, but I was personally affected, right? Here I am on a beach in Maui and <laughs> on on antivirals, can't can't enjoy any drinks, nothing, right? It's in a bunch of pain, all because of stress from, from my job, um, which really should not be the case. All that being said, so where does your messaging stand and how can you improve it? Like come through your website. What does your messaging look like? Are you telling customers something that matters to them or are you puffing up your own ego about how long you've been in business or how many projects you've completed? Well, yes, that is important to, you know, basically do a testimonial and say that, hey, we're, we're competent, we're qualified to do this. But if you look at most architects, engineers, websites, that's the bulk of what they talk about is all their past things which I get that's important to showcase those projects and, and what you've done, but moving forward, and when you go into a presentation for a firm, for a new project, that really should be a small portion of it. The m- majority of your presentation should be about the future, about what you're going to do for them. Yeah, they care that you're competent and able to do the job, but what are you going to do for them? What are you going to provide that is different? What are you going to provide that is new? See, following these criteria and setting setting the stage for them will help. It'll help you get that job. For architects and engineers, it looks like this. So you need to pre-frame and then post-frame. So it might be something like, hey, here's your site. It could be an existing condition, existing building, and we're doing a remodel. It could be a greenfield development, or it could be an existing building that's going to get demoed and you're going to build new. Whatever the case is, this visual can be powerful, and it is powerful. 
showing them before current condition, painting that vision, and walking them through the process. We see this all the time in health, before and after, right? Fat person, skinny person, right? Big tummy, six-pack abs. Like, we see all these stark contrasts. And rarely in our presentations are we doing the same thing for our clients. Hey, here's what you currently have. Hey, we put some time and effort into this, and we're showing you what we, you, you currently have done our homework and we have also put time effort and energy into showing you what we can provide you what we can give you what your building can look like what it can feel like see it shows that you care that you understand their needs and you'll work with them to make the vision a reality with their help and input see giving them choices and options doing this takes creating a story using visuals and painting the picture for them in architecture and engineering, it means renderings and walkthroughs, images to catch their imagination and giving them something to hold on to. And I've seen even a lot of GCs do the same thing, creating visuals and having a department that is able to create walkthroughs and renderings, and especially on design build projects. You have to capture their imagination, give them something to hold. And while telling a story of what it would feel like to walk through that building, who will be where, and what their new office will look like and feel like. See, this means something to them. It's a part of who they are, and you must speak to that and give them something to hold on to. See, what if you were pitching to school board and you showed the principal their new office or the superintendents what the hallways and classrooms would feel like? What if you were presenting to a company and you are pitching to their CEO of what their new offices are going to look like? or where their staff is gonna be located and what their workspace will look like. Also, know who you're talking to. Is the CEO egocentric, where they really care about their office and all those details need to be there? Or do they care about where their employees are and their staff, the people that they serve, right? Are they a servant leader or are they more ego-driven? And more than likely, they wanna see both. They wanna see their cool office and the view as well as what their staff and the rest of their facility is gonna look like. You know, what are they gonna walk through each and every morning? That's how you set and paint the picture. See, one thing that might set you apart in these presentations, these interviews, is giving them something physical. We always do a digital uh, rendering or now in a presentation and a slide deck. But what if you gave them something physical? See, thank you cards are kind of out of style. I mean, I send a lot, but I don't know many people that send, you know, handwritten thank you cards. And when was the last time that you used cardstock and put a rendering on it of their building, of the one that you're going to design, and handed it out during the presentation? You haven't won the job yet. But what if you made it somewhat a foregone, conclu- foregone conclusion? Hey, here's what your building can look like and had the architect or the team sign it and write a note on the back to say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Now, this is something that I have not done, but in writing more and more thank you cards, this is something that I think would be very, very powerful because now you give them something to walk away with, something simple, easy. Maybe it's on a 3 by 5 maybe it's an 85 by 11 but it's something for them to physically hold, to touch, to hang on the fridge, if you will, 
and that will set you apart. That's different than everybody else. It's a different, different thing. It's a small gesture, but it'll put you in a different league. You'll stand out from the crowd, and that's what you want. You want to stand out from the crowd. You want to stir up that emotion to make them have something to feel good about. See, these are thoughtful gestures and are something that will do just that for you and your team. They'll leave them with a smile and it'll help them to see your vision and dreams for their building. It's something for them to hold on to. Something quick, easy. They don't have to flip through a big um, RFP or anything like that. It's easy. They don't have to waste any energy on it. Maybe it's, and it's got your logo, all that good stuff on it, right? So they know who gave it to them. And it's times like these that we all must be creative, must tell a story, and must be different. Times like this where what we do matters. Times like this that the little extra goes a long way because they know you care about them. And even if you did this to your existing clients, send them a, a note with their building on the front, how powerful is that? In a time where we can't touch anyone, it's a powerful, powerful message. And it becomes a story that they can tell their friends, a story that will make them want to hire you, something that they'll probably share on social media and make them want to do business with you and make them proud of their decision in choosing to do business with you. See, you can't rest on your previous work. And while you need those testimonials and showing what you've done, that's just a footnote. It's just a blurb. The bulk of that presentation should be on where you're going, not where you've been. And tell them how you're going to help them and show them that you spent the time and thought about them. These little gestures go a long way. And I hope this helps you in your next presentation or even right now. You can send that message. Write those thank you cards. Tell people you're thinking about them. Reach out. Touch them. See, we don't get that right now. We don't get to be touched or have somebody to there for us to help us. So by reaching out, by being thoughtful, by writing cards, it's going to help you move forward, help put you in a great place in their mind. And you don't necessarily have to pitch them anything. It's just, hey, thinking of you, want to send you this little note, want to reach out and uh, give you a touch since we aren't able to physically shake hands. Here's my little gesture, right? Like something to that effect. Something to let them know that you're thinking of them. Something to let them know that you are in their thoughts and it's personal, right? It's not your marketing department sending it out. And maybe if you are the marketing department, that's a different deal. But for your firm, you know, if you're an architect, engineer, project manager, a general contractor, a subcontractor, sending out notes, you know, spending some time to write some handwritten notes <laughs> if you're in your house, it's a good way to spend your time and to make people think of you. And that's this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope this helped you. So go out, write some notes, and until next time.